Hello, church. It's great to see you. Happy Sunday. Before we dive into our content, I want to share three updates with you. Part of how we function as a church is we go serve and love without expecting anything in return. We do that throughout the year with our love days. For December, we have a love day for you. It's something you can do on your own, or you can go serve and love with your family, which I would encourage you to do. We have provided multiple suggestions and ideas for how you can pray and act in service to others this month in a safe and socially distanced kind of way. You can find this information at valleypointchurch.com and click on Love Days, then read through the suggestions, and then go, serve and love. Have fun thinking of others first. The second update is about Christmas Eve. We do plan to host two Christmas Eve online gatherings on Facebook at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock p.m. We have a team right now working hard to package a special event that focuses on the birth of Jesus. While we will miss the warmth of gathering in our church home, I want to encourage you to use your home to worship and celebrate the advent of Jesus. Make it special and unique. If you have other plans at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock, that's okay. You can watch on demand from YouTube or the church website at a time that works for you. Perhaps, and this is just a thought, but perhaps this is how you will choose to start Christmas Day. That works. I think this also creates a great way for all of us to invite. Maybe you have family and friends who may not come to church with you, but maybe they'll watch. We can simply send a link and encourage them to experience a program focused on Christmas. Okay, the final update is related to our staff team. We have partnered with the Slingshot Group to search for our next worship pastor. Slingshot is a firm that specializes in staff searches for churches and nonprofits. We work with them in our search for Mike McConnell, our student pastor, and we're very happy with the process and with finding Mike. Our search is underway. Please join me in praying that God directs us to the perfect person for us. In the meantime, Nick Costa, one of our musicians, will be our interim music director. We have a dedicated team of artists who love us and are going to do a great job. Join me in praying for our worship and production team as they continue the work of helping us respond to the greatness of God. And when you get the chance, be sure to thank our artists for all of their hard work. Okay, those are the updates. Let's pray, and then we will step into Illuminate. Father, we are thankful for this day where we have the chance to hear from you. And as we get a little bit closer to celebrating the arrival of Jesus, I pray that you would ignite our hearts with a love for you and a desire to be a bright light where we live, work, and play. Bless us now. As we hear from you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, I want you to take your Bible or your device and find John's Gospel in chapter 1. I want to read this portion of Scripture to you, and then we'll think about what it is saying to us. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Verse 6 says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. These words were written by John the Apostle somewhere in 85 to 95 AD. John writes to inform his readers, and that's us today, that Jesus is not just a great guy. He's more than that. He is the eternal Son of God. He is the light of the world because he offers the gift of eternal life to all. Which means this. If Jesus is the eternal Son of God and the light of the world, we should pay attention to him, right? I think that makes sense. So today, let's do that. Let's pay attention to Jesus. Specifically, let's pay attention to these words that open John's gospel. It's really a prologue or an introduction to Jesus. First, a big idea. So find something and write this down, okay? Here's our big idea. Jesus, the light, brought knowledge of God the Father to all. Jesus, the light, here's what he did. He brought knowledge of God the Father to all, and that knowledge brought joy. Okay, let's go back to the text And look at verse 1 again. It says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. The word, Word, is used three times in this verse, which is very interesting. The term Word comes from a Greek word that means speaking a message was a widely used term in John's day, but here's what John does. In this prologue, he is calling Jesus the Word. And by doing that, John is declaring that Jesus is the embodiment of all God's revelation. In other words, Jesus is a big deal. He matters. I was reading scholar Craig Keener's work on this passage, and he stated it this way. Jewish people considered word divine, yet distinct 
from God the Father. So it was the closest available term John had to describe Jesus. Think about that. The word, word, was the closest available term John had to describe Jesus. Interesting. The first readers of John's work would have said, oh, word, he's talking about Jesus. We do this, don't we? We take the best available language to describe. For example, here are some pictures. What words do you use to describe what you see? How about this one? Perhaps words like beautiful or vast or restful come to mind. How about this picture? The Wawa gobbler. Maybe words like filling or delicious or gross (laughs) come to mind. How about this picture? No words, right? Or at least not good words. So let's just keep moving. How about this? Perhaps words like Christmas or sacrifice or infant come to mind. Words describe, right? Well, what John does to describe Jesus is to use the word, word, which would have made sense to his crowd. Now, here's the deal, and here's where this gets fascinating. The three statements we see in verse 1 bring out three different aspects of the nature of the word or of Jesus. So back to verse 1. Let's think about these statements. In the beginning, the Word already existed. Meaning, Jesus pre-existed before his birth into the world. Jesus wasn't invented on Christmas as part of God's plan. No, he already was. Let that sink in for a moment. Jesus already was. The second statement here speaks to his distinctiveness. It says the word was with God. The word was with God. The word with is so interesting in that it has the idea in the construction of the sentence of in company with. So you could state it this way, the word was in company with God. And the third statement, it speaks to his uniqueness. And the word was God. The word was God. These are amazing statements that speak of Jesus. The word And why he is worthy of our attention and trust. He always existed. He was with God. And he is God. Really bold statements here from John. And then he states this in verse 2. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, 
and his life brought light to everyone. All of which points to Jesus' work in creation, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. Now, if you have been in church for a bit, or if you have religious training, you have probably heard of the Nicene Creed. That may sound familiar to you. Creeds are declarations of belief made by an individual or group before God and other believers. Ancient creeds and confessions were a way for people to rally around biblical truth and list important facts, like these things really matter, and then state it in a way that made for a public declaration. Perhaps you grew up in a faith tradition that recited creeds, like the Apostles' Creed. That's a big one. Well, another important Christian creed is the Nicene Creed. And part of the Nicene Creed says this, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. That's the Nicene Creed a creed that was the result of the Council of Nicaea in A.D. 325. So it's really old. But did you pick up on how it mirrors? It restates what John declared about Jesus. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, back to John chapter 1, verse 5. Here's what it says. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. When I think about illuminate, that's our theme. I think about light. And what John describes here is that Jesus is light. That's what John declares. Okay, back to our exercise of looking at pictures. What words come to mind when you see this picture. Perhaps words like Savior or Teacher or Messiah come to mind. Here's a word that should come to mind and that is light. Light. The driving point that John is making in chapter 1 is that Jesus already existed. He was with God. He was God. 
and he brought light, meaning he brought knowledge of God the Father to all. He, Jesus, the light, shows us the Father. It wasn't John the Baptist. He was a great guy, he really was, but he wasn't Jesus. And did you pick up on this in verse 5? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The light, it shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never, can never extinguish it. The Word, Jesus, He is victorious. It's great news. And we know that to be true, right? He came. That's the story of Advent, and that's what we read in verse 14. So the Word became human and made his home among us. This phrase here, made his home, has the idea of he lived. He took up residence. It also pictures to have your tent. So get this now. The light, Jesus, he became human and he lived. He took up residence. He made his tent among us. Wow. The level of joy Jesus brings. You can't even measure it. Today, we will light the Advent candle of joy. Of course, Jesus burst onto the scene at a dark time, and his light brought joy. His light and life still bring joy. And by joy, here's what we mean. There are numerous verses in Scripture that speak of joy, but I think it helps to have a biblical understanding of this word because it goes far beyond happiness in the moment. Joy, it's like this. It is happiness that cannot be deterred by present circumstances. I've been reading a book recently by Robert Mulholland Jr., who writes about spiritual formation, And he said something interesting related to joy and its connection to Jesus. Here's what he said. The Christian's identity and value do not reside in the fragile order and tenuous control that she or he imposes on life. Identity and value are found in a vital and living relationship with Christ as Lord. And that's the key phrase here. Identity and value are found in a vital and living relationship with Christ as Lord. This relationship liberates Christians from dependence on their little systems of order and fragile structures of control. The point here is the Christian's identity in Christ brings joy. It's the type of joy that comes knowing that Jesus made his home among us. It's the type of joy that comes from knowing Jesus is my forever friend. It's the type of joy that comes from knowing that Jesus came driven by love. And this joy cannot be deterred. It can't be. It can't be deterred by COVID. 
by temporary inconveniences, by pain, by loss. Those things are real and should be acknowledged. But identity and value and joy are found in a vital and living relationship with Christ. So question, is that your current experience with Jesus? Joy that cannot be deterred by present circumstances? You know, it'd be really easy right now to list out all of the things that are not bringing joy, right? That's easy to do. And I think we all have a list. What about creating a list of things that are bringing you joy, though, that cannot be deterred by present circumstances, and then focus on that list? Let me get into some takeaways here. I have three to share with you. You know, I believe Jesus wants to walk with us. That's why he came. That's why he lived. That's why he died. And that's why he rose again to offer to us light, a light that brings joy. If you have accepted the light of Jesus, yet darkness invades, will you allow him to speak truth to you? Here's the first takeaway allow Jesus to bring back the joy, okay? Just allow Jesus to bring back the joy. I think the question becomes how? How do you do that? Well, eyes on him, eyes on Christ, and time with him, and then service to others. I really want to encourage us, church, to take time to review the practical suggestions that we have provided on our website for a Love Day activity at some point this month. Let's all do something to serve and intentionally put others first. And we do that, not to check off something on a to-do list. We do this because it brings joy. Here's the second takeaway. Read John 1, 1 through 14, five times this week. I want you to try that. And as you read, circle, highlight, and underline words and phrases. Don't read just to get through it. Read patiently. And ask God to speak into your heart. Here's the final takeaway. Create a list of things that bring joy. Make a list. And I would encourage you to do that before your next meal so it happens quickly. Create that list and then give thanks to God. Back to the big idea. Jesus the light brought knowledge of God the Father to all. And in bringing that knowledge, he brought joy. Father, we come before you today thankful for these words penned by John the disciple that talk about you the word bringing light into a dark world 
And he beautifully describes for us how the word, how Jesus became flesh. And he made his tent among us. God with us. And when that happened, you brought light and you revealed knowledge of God the Father to all. God, when we think about all of this, it brings joy. It brings joy. And God, I pray for myself and I pray for Valley Point Church and I pray for everyone watching that joy would fill our hearts in the midst of this season, in the midst of this year, that we would have joy that supersedes our circumstances because of our connection to you. May that be true of us. I'd like for you just to keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. And you just think about your level of joy in the person of Jesus right now. Where is that? And just talk to God the Father about where you stand right now and how you feel about that. Father, again, we thank you for this time. And we thank you for the life and the light of Jesus who brings joy. It's in his name that we do pray. Amen.